hello. Welcome to the Spouse Selection Podcast, Season 1, Episode 1. I'm Erin, I'm the wife. And I'm Rich, I'm the husband. <laughs> um, so welcome. Yeah, thanks for listening to the podcast. Yeah. So we should probably explain what this is. Um, so basically, we since we started dating back in early 2019, we have had a plethora of movies that one has seen but the other has not. Um, most recently, we watched the Jackass movies, which I had not seen, and mm-hmm. I laughed my fucking ass off. <laughs> um, so we... We're also just sitting having a conversation, what, last weekend? Mm-hmm. Where we were talking about um, episode two of Star Wars and having a pretty heated discussion about what? <laughs> oh, God. It was, I think it was something, we, we ended up talking about the Rise of Skywalker and how that was pretty oh, ridiculous. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, we were, oh, we were watching a movie review about that that one guy on YouTube Yeah, Red, Red Letter Media, um, great channel, great yeah. the website. Um, so we were watching that review and then we were talking about Rise of Skywalker. Oh, I remember because I still think it's stupid that they made Ray Palpatine's granddaughter and we talked about how the logic didn't follow, in my opinion. But that's a whole other conversation. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but anyway, we were just sitting and talking and we just, I kind of looked at Rich and I was like, we should do a podcast because like some of our conversations are wild. Definitely, and we we've gone back and forth over the past couple of years, um, watching a movie that I recommend and then watching a movie that Aaron recommends, and um, it kind of just spurred an idea for this podcast. So thank you for checking out um, the first episode here. Um, bear with us; we're first time podcasters. Yeah, um, we are recording off of a USB mic that is shared between the two of us. Um, mm-hmm. So if the audio is not professional grade. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be working on it, definitely. It's it's a work in progress. So right. thank you for bearing with us, and um, we do hope you enjoy the podcast. Yeah. Um, also, just a side note: um, if you hear a baby crying in the background, we do have a one-year-old son. He may make a few appearances here and there. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, we'll do our best to uh, you know edit those appearances out, but right. life happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So I wanted this first episode to be, in this section, to be explaining the format of the podcast. So each week, uh, either myself or Rich will pick a movie that the other has not seen. That person uh, who picks the movie will then write just a brief summary, a couple sentences um, about the movie, but also intending to be very trolly and make (laughs) the other person laugh. Mm -hmm. Um, Then we will watch the movie. And the person who is meant to watch the movie will be taking, you know, notes throughout any questions or concerns they may have. Uh, And then we'll come back. And the person who's meant to watch the movie uh, this week will be Rich's pick. So uh, myself, I will rate whether or not I feel that Rich's summary was legitimate or if it was crap. (laughs) (laughs) Which it very well may be. Um. And then we uh, are going to discuss the movie. And any of those concerns or questions that, in this case, I may have, we'll discuss. And then Rich is going to ask me some trivia questions that he wrote. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to do five trivia questions. 
and just to make sure that the other person was paying attention to the movie. <laughs> and then the person who's meant to watch the movie is just going to give it a maybe a five-star review or a review out of five stars, I should say. Yeah, and whether or not you'd recommend the movie. Right, right. So that's what we're planning to do. Yeah, hopefully we get some people to check out movies they haven't seen before or to uh, get a new perspective on movies that they have seen. Or just make you laugh. Yeah. If we at least do that, we've done something. Right. So this week, Rich, would you like to announce your pick? Yeah, so the pick is the classic Sean Connery movie, The Hunt for Red October. Or should I say it's an Alec Baldwin movie? I don't even I know if not it's seen Alec it. Baldwin <laughs> or his brother, but great movie. Um, Sean Connery. <laughs> been meaning to ha- I've been meaning to have you watch it for a long time. Well. <laughs> 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 okay, so Rich <laughs> Rich wrote a summary. Now, I shit you not, when I have not seen this movie, there are a lot of movies probably in this podcast that you're going to be listening to, listening, and the other person will not have seen, and you're going to be like, how the fuck haven't you seen that? Uh, but such is life. I guess this, plot, this podcast will be explicit, um, I guess. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it, it wouldn't good. be us if it wasn't. <laughs> True to form. What you see is what you get. All right, so. The summary that I wrote out for The Hunt for Red October. Russian submarine captain Sean Connery and his buddy, that guy from Jurassic Park, <laughs> decide that they're tired of the United States, or United States, of the USSR, which is not the United States, it's the Soviet Union, <laughs> and they want to go to Montana to marry round American women. <laughs> Wait, Okay, hold on a second. Who's that guy from Jurassic Park? Um, he, he played Alan Grant. I don't know his name. He played the, the main doctor, the main scientist, archaeologist oh, guy. Okay. All yeah. right. I don't know his name. <laughs> that guy from Jurassic Park. Yeah, he's there too. All right, where? We also have a special guest appearance from t- uh, Tim Curry. <gasps> yeah, be prepared. Be prepared. I'm excited to watch this movie now. Mm-hmm. I did you tell me before that Tim Curry was in it? I did. I, I've been trying to entice Aaron to watch this movie for a long time, so the podcast really pushed her over the edge. So, side tangent, if I might, Tim Curry is a magnificent human being. Um, and I not that I know him personally. <laughs> She's close personal friends. <laughs> All of his works are just magnificent. She's literally seen everything he's ever I, done. Pretty much. I mean, Rocky Horror, Clue, you know. Wild Thornberries. The classics. Yeah, now I can tick off another one after I watch this movie. Smashing. <laughs> they need to revive that show. Anyway. <laughs> Getting a little off course here, but we will get back on course <laughs> shortly when we begin to um, discuss the classic naval thriller, The Hunt for Red October. Dun, dun, dun. Why is it not The Hunt for Green October? Why, why is it red? I think the Russian, the, the Soviet Union was a big fan of the color red. Oh, yeah. That's I think communists generally are the, the fans of the color red. Mm. They're like bulls. <laughs> yeah. Red gets them going. <laughs> you know what's also funny about the color red? Mm. So if you notice that a lot of, like, food advertisements have the color red in them, like in the logo, specifically, like, Wendy's, for example, like, every every logo for a restaurant or food brand has some color kind of red in it, for the most part. Very interesting. Because... Color red, according to psychologists, elicits the feeling of being hungry. So if you like watch a commercial for like a Whopper 
and there's a bunch of red, it'll make you, in theory, more hungry for that Whopper. Stay tuned to find out how this is relevant to the movie <laughs> The Hunt for Red October. Because <laughs> we were talking about red, you know. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a quick break, um, and we'll be back. Alright, so we are back. Uh, we have just finished watching The Hunt for Red October. And I thought it was pretty good. Um, okay. I The only thing... So, okay, I have like three pages of notes, so bear with me if this is a little <laughs> scattered. But um, I... Uh, where did I say? Hang on one second. Okay, so I said I liked your summary, but it was more Vasily's Desire. Is that how you say his name? Borden, yeah, Vas- the I think it was Vasily, yeah. The, the guy that you said was from Jurassic Park. Yeah, Sam um, Neill. Yeah. We found, we found out Amazon X-Ray told us yep. that mm-hmm. that's Sam Neill. Um, because it was more his desire to, ma- to marry around uh, American women and live in Montana. Sean Connery just wants to fuck off and mourn his wife. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of always, I don't know, I guess I just thought that Sean Connery might stumble into stumble onto a round american woman i I don't know i just figured maybe he was gonna live live that life for his friend but no after rewatching, it does not seem like that at all he he really is just gonna kind of what go fishing i guess yeah just hang out and go fishing well i think i don't know if he's gonna find a round american woman only because he it they said it was just a year since he had mourned his wife it doesn't seem like he's looking he's not yeah, he it seems he, like Sean Connery is off the market. Sam Neill was <laughs> absolutely on the market for at least one wife, maybe two, <laughs> but ultimately. Okay, wait, wait, hang on. I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves because I want to just kind of go back a little bit. So, okay, okay. Um, I just want to like go through my notes and just yeah, um, we'll discuss the movie kind of like I do a little bit of freeform discussion. Here. Yeah. So, okay, first and foremost at the beginning. Sean Connery says cold and hard, mm-hmm. and I wrote cold and hard just like my dick <laughs> because I couldn't resist. Wow. Um, also, what are all the different boats in the opening sequence there? They're like little tugboats. Okay. They're just, they're just helping them go out. Okay. Um, I also did not know that this was based on a Tom Clancy book. Did you read the book? I have not. Ah, okay. Maybe we should read the book. Might be. I, I've heard it's a good book. I think it's probably one of the better ones by Tom Clancy, but I haven't read very many by Tom Clancy, honestly. I haven't read any books by Tom Clancy, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I said LOL at the toilet paper on the wall. <laughs> that made me laugh in the beginning. What? They're in um, the Dallas, and like the, the shot of them first in the Dallas, they like zoom down or they pan down, and there's a like toilet paper roll on the wall, <laughs> like above their computers, and I just laughed to myself. <laughs> Also, um, okay, what does Boomer coming out of the barn mean? So basically, they what their job was is they were hanging out, like, right by the base where the Soviet, like, ballistic missile submarines came out. Mm-hmm. So a Boomer is what they call a ballistic missile submarine because it launches the nukes. Okay, okay, and, okay. Um, so Boomer coming out of the barn, basically, meaning, like, they're, they're coming out of the stable. They're coming, coming out of their port. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, how did Sean Connery's wife die? 
We never learned that. See, it was apparently an accident, right? That's, I think. I didn't even get that. It seemed like it was under tragic circumstances. Yeah. It seemed like it was under some sort of tragic circumstances. Okay. It was just, yeah, We ne- I thought it was interesting that we never, like, actually found out what happened happened. yeah Yeah. um okay so (laughs) alec baldwin's redhead friend in the beginning uh i thought he looked like louis (laughs) ck and then i realized who it is do you know who that is no he plays the principal in ferris bueller really yes what the fuck is the guy's name i get a kick out of the fact we'll have to look it up what what was his name i don't know the the name of the principal um oh fuck damn it well, anyway, that guy is in it. And I was like, oh, my God, it's the principal from Ferris Bueller. And uh, that's another movie. You've seen Ferris Bueller, right? Um, Yes, I have. Okay. But not in a long time. Well, that should be a rewatch. Maybe not for this podcast, but a rewatch for just fun. One thing I got a kick out of was that um, Alec Baldwin, Jack's wife, is Gates McFadden, who was Dr. Crusher on Star Trek The Next Generation. Okay, I had a note about that. Really? I did. Because there was one... The USS Enterprise. Okay. Is that a reference to Star Trek? No. Okay. Star Trek is a reference to the... Like, the Star Trek Enterprise is a reference to the USS Enterprise. Oh, okay. But, like, the World War II USS... I think there's been a lot of USS Enterprises over the course of the past, like, few hundred years. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't but, know But, like, the USS Enterprise, I think, was, like the most decorated ship in World War II. Don't quote me on that. Someone listening to the podcast might quote me on that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, not a Star Trek reference. Was it Jeffrey Jones? Yes, Rooney. That's who it is. Ed Rooney. Principal Rooney. Okay, Jeffrey Jones is his name. All right, well, he's in this, and I was like, yeah, what the fuck? (laughs) It was pretty cool. Um, Okay. I I think... So at one point they ask Alec Baldwin, they ask Jack Ryan, like, how's his back? And so I wrote down what happened to Alec Baldwin's back. But I think they were just saying, like, how's your back after being on the flight so long? No, I think they were talking about because they they referenced the fact that he was a Marine up until he had, like, a chopper crash. Mm. So Mm, I think he was asking how's his back because his back was injured in, in the chopper crash. Gotcha. Okay. That makes more sense. Mm. Um, I just wrote Tim Curry is wonderful and underlined <laughs> wonderful. That is, that is definitely true. I loved his character. Um, doctor, the doctor. The doctor, the good whatever doctor. his name is. <laughs> the good doctor. Um, what are baffles? So, I think they say this in the movie too, but like... I must have missed it. I'm not like positive, positive, but the gist, I guess, is that when like a submarine or whatever, if you're behind it, mm-hmm. that's what they call the baffles, and they can't, like, really hear behind themselves because they're making noise with their own engines. Okay. So, like, if you go into the baffles of, like, a, a submarine like that, you're mm-hmm. basically hard to hear. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. But, I, I mean, again, I'm not, I have no, I'm not positive, I'm not an expert. Gotcha. Okay. I just was confused as to, because they referenced that several times, and I was Mm -hmm. like, I have no idea what that means. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I wrote, it's hard to take Sean Connery's line seriously because his voice is ridiculous. It is pretty ridiculous. (laughs) 
I, I, um, I do get a kick out of it, too. I, yeah, it is kind of hard to take him, like, super seriously. But he does a good job. He, like, hams it up. Yeah. Um, what the shang? <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> um. So then we get to the part where he is addressing the crew, and he basically explains, like, what they're planning to do. And I wrote down, what the fuck is the plot of this movie? <laughs> yeah, I saw you, like, furiously scribbling, and I figured you were, like definitely thrown for a loop i i you ultimately everything did seem resolved to you right like, yeah yeah it did but i just at first i was like wait what the fuck like, like hold on a second what's happening now yeah like, all of a sudden that dude gets choked out or his neck gets snapped or whatever Something, he's dead i mean he ain't come back mm-hmm. um vladimir putin it's choked out on the floor <laughs> yeah Vladdy daddy um Oh, so in the scene where uh, they're all singing, he I said Sean Connery needed a full 30 seconds to decide if he liked their singing. Yeah, he was not <laughs> sure about that one. He's like, I've heard I've heard much better, folks, but... <laughs> Should I'll... we stop them, sir? Let them sing. <laughs> yeah, just let them sing, guys. Like, we can't... They're, they're really into it. <laughs> and what's funny is, like, that ends up giving them up a little bit, you know? Like, I thought I heard singing. Like, yeah. He, he did. <laughs> you did, bro. They were singing the national anthem. Yeah. Like, um, you know, what's sad is that the American crew didn't sing the national anthem. They weren't feeling very patriotic that day, I guess. Okay. So, I legit thought at first that Jack Ryan's name was Ryan Ryan. Because they called him... Okay, I thought that Ryan was his first name, and then they said Dr. Ryan. And I was like, wait, is his name Ryan Ryan? Ryan Ryan. It would be that would be something else though. I, I, I legit thought that for a second. No, he's Jack Ryan, just like John Krasinski is Jack Ryan and Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. Mm. Now available for streaming on Amazon. <laughs> okay, this is not sponsored by Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I lulled at James Earl Jones making Alec Baldwin what give did a press say. Lulled? Like L O L like the action of lulling. Lolling. What? You mean you laughed? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I wrote LOL. You evolved. <laughs> You've I never evolved. heard that? I've, I guess I, I don't know. Get with the times, man. Lol at Judge is what the notes before me read. <laughs> I lulled at James Earl Jones making Alec Baldwin give a presentation on the spot because I thought it was really relatable to life. <laughs> there you go. Congratulations. You're briefing the White House right now. Thanks. Awesome. Yeah. Um, good it, luck. It reminds me of, like, in my job, like, I'll have to, oh, by the way, you're training this person today. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So <laughs> this next one makes me laugh. So <laughs> the note says, I'll read the, the note I wrote and then explain it. Mm-hmm. The pictures we have of Sean... <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> the pictures we have of Sean Connery in the PowerPoint are terrible. <laughs> they legitimately are. They're so blurry. Like you can't even tell it's quality. him. No, you can't. It probably wasn't. They probably couldn't get Sean Connery for those things. So they were just like, hey, can someone in the art department like stencil in someone who looks vaguely like Sean? Like, they just used a body double and like photoshopped his face on. I'm not standing for a picture. It takes me two hours to get rid of this costume. <laughs> 
I shouldn't even be imitating his voice. <laughs> but but they were seriously awful. And your next note here is that Jack Ryan has a boner for Ramius. And I wouldn't phrase it... Well, yes, I guess he I totally would. He totally does. He, kind of, he definitely does. He, like... He, the movie starts and he's like, all right, bye, honey, bye, my wife. I'm going to go chase my, my true love out in the ocean. I'm surprised at the end of the movie that they didn't, like, make out. <laughs> like, this is the island where my grandfather taught me to fish. Mm. Wow, that's so romantic. <laughs> Seriously. Jackie. <laughs> Jackie. Get can the we, fuck out. <laughs> can we get in the dinghy and go fishing on your grandpa's island, Jackie? <laughs> It'll remind me of when I was a boy. <laughs> Uh, but, oh my God. but he does. He's seriously pretty. I wouldn't. I guess I would say obsessed. He he's just good at his job. I mean, he's Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan, as portrayed by Alec Baldwin, sometimes portrayed by John Krasinski. <laughs> streaming now on Amazon Prime. So that's sponsored. <laughs> okay. Um, next, I said poor, poor Tim Curry is left out of the meeting. Poor Tim Curry is left out of the plot. They're just like <laughs> yeah. He's like. Oh, everybody, like, oh, my God, there's, oh, my God, the medical stuff. There, there could be someone sabotaging us. Oh, my God. And everyone's just like, yeah, Tim, like, thanks. Get out yeah. of here. No one, no <laughs> one needs you. Thanks for your advice, science man. We appreciate you. Would you like to defect? No? No, you're out of the plot. See you later, Timmy. Go get us <laughs> some documents. We need, we need to review the documents. <laughs> I think it was more like, hey, Tim Curry, or no, no, let me back up. The writers were like, we needed, like, another big-name actor to fill this role who, like, isn't really, you know, he's kind of superfluous to the plot. Oh, let's just get Tim Curry. He's around. I thought it worked out perfect. I mean, I loved seeing him in it. I just wish his role was a little bigger. Me too, but I'm biased for sure. Um, I did, however, find my favorite character in the whole movie, which is the annoying guy, pilot guy, who talks about puke. He was definitely, like, from Buffalo, wasn't he? He totally sounded like, he's like, oh, yeah, man, you should have seen when we were going through the old, uh, the turbulence a few weeks ago, man. We were puking big chunks, bro. It's like, whoa. For reference, we are both from Buffalo, so we are allowed to make fun of people from Buffalo. Oh, yeah, there. That guy's, <laughs> that guy's probably from the Buffalo, I tell you. What do you say here? You were as Oh, that was Star the Star Trek thing. Okay. But um, it's not. It's a real life reference. Noted. Um, okay, I said Sean Connery is the Donald Trump of this movie. He makes decisions that are clearly oh. bad, but the crewmates blindly follow. That is, I don't want to offend anybody, but that's like oh, the military service, I mean, isn't it? Like you gotta like you gotta <gasps> do. Someone tells you to do something, you gotta do it. I mean, yeah, Unless but also it's like, like unethical, I guess. Well, but, but like, that's the thing is they all are like, dude, what the fuck? This is all bad. Stop. Yeah, and but he's right every time. Because he's the captain. Is and he's he a, though? He got. He did. He did. Literally, every bit of his own plan went perfectly, except yeah. for the fact that he revealed. Except for the fact that that cook that he talked about, like, that he had made witness, like the missile key transfer or something, that cook was like, that cook was like, MVP. To be honest with you, that guy is, is like the hero of the Soviet Union. He's like <laughs> Captain Soviet Union. <laughs> He friggin' literally a cook, cook's assistant. The guy's like the lowest of the low. His yeah. job is just to like chop vegetables, and he's like, "Oh my god, the captain's plotting." 
I gotta sabotage the magneto hydrodynamic drive. Okay, but to counter that point, wouldn't you earn it maybe to offer just a different point? Wouldn't you say that's just like another like classic hey let's hate the working class plot? I, I'm not I'm not hating the working class. I'm no, 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 no. I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying that like classic Hollywood, let's hate on the working man. The, the working man did work. I don't know. I'm not, I don't think anybody's hating on the working man. I think Sean Connery just didn't think that a cook was going to be smart enough to literally sabotage the thing, get a gun somehow, hide yeah, on the submarine. Yeah, how did he get a gun? The guy was a genius. The guy was punching way above his weight class, is all I'm saying. Is he the little Mac of this movie? <laughs> <laughs> he is the little Mac of this movie, that is for sure. <laughs> He, but unfortunately, I guess, actually fortunately for all of our favorite characters in this movie, Little Mac gets smacked down. Uh, spoiler alert, but Little <laughs> Mac gets smacked down at the end of the movie. He does not end up winning this fight. And mm-hmm. and you know what? He gave it his he gave it a good solid effort, that's for sure. Yeah. Um then I wrote in all caps, LOL, they all look at him like what the fuck, because he does the thing where he turns the ship and the torpedo blows up but it comes really close and they just look at him like dude well like they are freaking out because up to that point they thought they were under like exercises no i know but it was just funny it was hilarious yeah they're all staring at sean connery like just "Um, look buddy like this is not good like it almost reminds me of like you remember like in high school like if you did something in your friend group that like people thought was you know questionable or inappropriate um, so, um, sorry, I got a little distracted for a second. Um, but like, you know how you would like maybe piss somebody off in your friend group and then like everyone else, like when you walk into a room, they just like look at you like you piece of shit. Like that was like the look that they gave him. Yeah, definitely like evil <laughs> like, how eye. dare you? Like death stares pretty much. Yeah. Like glaring at him like something's wrong here. Something smells fishy. <laughs> No like pun this. intended, because they're underwater. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, something smells fishy down here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, okay. Next note I had was, I thought Jack Ryan didn't smoke. The whole movie, people were offering him cigarettes, and he was like, nope, I don't smoke. And then at the end, the Russian guy offered him one, and he was like, okay. That was oh, weird. Everybody in the whole movie was chain smoking, and Jack, I think, was trying to, like, you know, lessen the tension in the room and make, you know, show, like, some commonality and some, like, you know, get some rapport building up, building up, you know? So, like, hey, can I get a light, bro? Like, (laughs) pass me a cigarette? And and even the Russian guy starts laughing because he's, I think it was the chief engineer who answered the cigarette, starts laughing because of the fact that he, um... He's turning green from smoking this cigarette because he doesn't smoke. Yeah. And oh, okay. I yeah. missed, I, I was on the wrong page. Oh. Um, okay. That works. So, to go back to the whole Alec Baldwin is gay as fuck for Sean Connery. Okay. There was this scene where he's bent over in the shower and, like, it it just looked super like i'm sorry it i did. noticed that too but i didn't like i didn't like put two and two together it happened so quickly but he was like what he was like literally like with his feet on the flat on the ground and yeah. his and his body like bent no was he in the sauna was he getting a massage was he, that was happening i he was doing something where his upper body was not clothed 
he was maybe getting a massage or something. Maybe yeah. he was getting a massage. It was, there was he was, was definitely weird. prone naked with a towel on though, right? Did he have a towel on? I don't on? think we saw the lower half of his body. Uh, it was just like on. a very odd angle. Anyway, that was, that was pretty weird. It was very strange. Um, what is a bear foxtrot? Uh, the plane. It's the Russian like anti-submarine plane mm, that they okay. that um, fires the submarine or fires the submarine, fires a torpedo at the sh- Red October when it's going through the canyon. Okay. Um, so like they drop. They drop sonar buoys, which allow them to, like, listen in at what's going on underwater. And they can also drop weapons like torpedoes that will home in on um, enemy submarines and stuff like that. Okay. Um, yeah. But what's cool is that they can, like, submarine can hear the propellers of the engines um, on the plane very clearly. Mm. So, like, they know. And they know enough to, like, start shitting their pants a little bit. When they hear one of those going overhead, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you know if, if something like that is, if you're in the middle of the ocean and something like that's flying right above you, yeah, chances are they know you're here. Very true. So. Um, okay. Next it, note is, it just says Jutland. Jutland. Jutland was a large naval battle in World War I. Um, like, one of the biggest battles in World War One, maybe in history, but I don't know. Oh, okay. I'll have to the, read up on it. The British... And nothing too... People would be so mad to hear me just say, like, nothing much happened. But, like, <laughs> nothing much happened. Like, the British the British fleet sailed out. The German fleet sailed out. They slugged it out for a little while. They, like, just shot at each other a bunch. And basically the result was that the Germans were like, well, we're not doing that again. <laughs> and then they didn't do that again. Um, pretty much for the rest of the war. So Jutland was just a big... Big old battle royale brawl. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, oh, I said Vasily. I still don't know how to say his name right. Vasily. Vasily. Probably, uh, not, he like just, Probably not like either one of us just said it. <laughs> I apologize for anyone named Vasily. Oh, I see. This is a little bit offensive here. Aaron says Vasily just wants to be a hick. I would say Vasily just wants to be a mountain man. Okay, that's fair. He wants but then, to... JK, he wants to be a Mormon because he wants more than one wife. He doesn't know that you only get one wife in America unless you're a Mormon. He wants to live in Montana and Arizona. If he was a Mormon, <laughs> wouldn't he want to live in Utah? Maybe. I don't know much about Mormonism. <laughs> Nor do I. But um... I think that he just wants to have a summer wife and a winter wife. <laughs> And he'll keep the winter wife in Arizona, the mm-hmm. summer wife in Montana. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, ultimately it doesn't matter because he never gets to buy his recreational vehicle. Oh, my favorite dream. My favorite part is like that they're like, oh, you can really drive between states with no papers. Yep. No <laughs> papers. Beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I said, ooh, Russian ambassador is trying to fuck everything up. Yes, he is. Also, you said Alec Baldwin's kind of a badass in this movie. Oh, yeah. He kind of is. Mm-hmm. He was doing pretty good. I was I really mean, impressed with him. Would you say he, who was a better Jack Ryan, Alec Baldwin or John Krasinski? I, I don't have a comparison. I haven't watched the Jack Ryan with John Krasinski. Neither have I. But so then why would you mind, ask me that? <laughs> because in your mind's eye, who do you think is better? 
Are we talking objectively speaking? This is Alec Baldwin, skinny Alec Baldwin. 1990 Alec Baldwin versus 2020 well, John Krasinski. Okay. I'm, I have a bit of a bias because my favorite show is The Office. So I love John Krasinski. Mm-hmm. I, I won't be able to make a fair analysis until I watch... Would this be enough to get you to watch, to be interested in watching the Jack Ryan series on whatever streaming service it's available on? <laughs> available now? Yeah, I mean, yeah, why not? All right, you're getting invested in the, in the Clancyverse? Not necessarily, I just want to see how John Krasinski does in comparison to Alec Baldwin. I think Alec Baldwin's better. I mean, I have to reserve my judgment until I watch it, but how dare you? Alec Baldwin. Wow. <laughs> um, okay, I was confused as to why he wanted them to sink the sub, but now I understand. Yeah, the plot kind of reveals itself as yeah. it goes. And moral of the story, though, is just they were trying to play the United States to, to do their dirty work. Mm. Get things done. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is where I started trying to guess who the saboteur, saboteur, sorry, saboteur Mm -hmm. was. So I said, I think Tim Curry is the saboteur. And then about five seconds later, I said, or Sean Connery is the saboteur. Okay. Um. They really threw you for a loop. It really did. Um, then I said, I like how the Russian guy barely had to look to know they were Americans when they board the Red October. He just look, literally just looks at them for two seconds and goes, Americans! Like, yeah, <laughs> like Americans! Didn't, they didn't say anything. There's not, I, I looked. There was nothing on their uniform that mm-hmm. said USA. How the fuck do you know they're Americans? But, okay. Um, that guy gets to go to Montana. He makes it. Yeah. <laughs> Americans, man. So then in all caps I wrote, Sean Connery is the saboteur! He was not he the was saboteur. He was not. Um, He's not sus. You just you thought he was sus. I thought he was super sus. Sean Connery in the reactor. Mm-hmm. Um, report dead body in the reactor. <laughs> yeah, I, I I thought about um, Among Us too when that came. I was like, they literally sabotaged the reactor. Yeah, it is it is Among Us. Yeah, Among us. you're the imposter there, Russian dude. Um. Okay, this movie reminds me of Doctor Strangelove because of the army guy going rogue. So if no one has watched Doctor Strangelove, it is a movie that takes place where again? In the 60s? In the 60s. Um, anyway, it's very similar in that there's this army general, right? Yeah. And he's basically like, we have to launch the nukes. To preserve our bodily fluids. Yeah, because he just wants to like get women pregnant, basically. Nice. He only drinks, what, distilled water and grain alcohol? Something like that. <laughs> anyway, it's a really good Dang. movie, but this the way Sean Connery was acting in terms of, like, just basically going rogue and saying, like, fuck my country, um, reminded me of the guy from Dr. Strangelove. Mm-hmm. Except, like, Connery, like, Connery was fooling you, because he wasn't going, like, mad or, like, rogue. Well, no, he was going rogue. Well, he was rogue, but he wasn't, like, malicious. No, no. No, his his intentions weren't malicious. No, but I just like similarish plot. That's Absolutely. what that's why it reminded me of Doctor Strangelove. Um, then I wrote again in all caps. No, Vasily, no, because he <laughs> dies, and it was really sad. He doesn't get to go to Montana. No, he doesn't. He doesn't get round American women, which yeah. is just so. Sh- 
you know, pour one out for Vasily. Yeah, seriously. Like, fuck, dude. Like, Sam Neill, the <sighs> guy from Jurassic Park. Yeah. He did a really good job in this movie, too. I really liked his character. Yeah, he was excellent, yeah. I thought. And, um, you know, I like the motivation. I want to get some freedom. Give me some freedom. <laughs> some freedom in the form of American pussy. And a recreational vehicle. <laughs> yeah, I also like that, that was part of it. It was it's really like funny. like ambition in life. Recreational vehicle. <laughs> I'm still, like, barely clear about what the heck Sean Connery's motivation was. Jack Ryan, like, asked him at the end of the movie, and he's like, oh, this weapon was for first striking. And it's like, okay, so, like, you're mad about nuclear weapons policy? I think... He just was seemed disgruntled, like he just wanted to be gone. Well, you have to keep in mind, too, that even though we don't find out why his wife died, it is apparent that it was very recent. Mm-hmm. And maybe he just needed exactly to... exactly one year. yeah. Maybe he just needed to, like, deal with his gr- grief by being, like, I'm going to fuck off and do my own thing. Like, I don't want to be a part of this anymore, and I just want to, like, do my thing and fish and whatever. This is a bit of a random aside, but shout out to the the captain of the Kovalev or Kovalev or whatever that other submarine was that ends up shooting at the Red October. That mm-hmm. guy could have been get cast in Star Wars flawlessly as, like, an <laughs> Imperial officer. He was just so angry. All the time. <laughs> mad. So mad. And then he's finished off with, you arrogant idiot, you killed us. <laughs> it's so funny. There's nothing better than a villain in a movie or an antagonist who just, like, is so believable that they're evil. Yeah. Like, just so deliberately angry, 100% mad, aggro, and, like, you can just tell that someone like that. I mean, we've all met people like that who just go through life literally upset. Yeah. Yeah. And that guy was one upset person. <laughs> that is for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, bit him in the ass. That's that's to be certain. Well, that's why I wrote karma and underlined it. <laughs> Double underlined. <laughs> karma is a biatch. Yeah. You idiot, you've killed us all. Well. And oh, well. you know what? I haven't read the novel, but Jack Ryan talks to himself too much is a note I'm reading here. And <laughs> I would just suggest that maybe that's just a replacement for, like, internal monologue that you would have in, like, the book. You know what I mean? Where he'd yeah. be, like, thinking things through. Yeah. Like, he's in a meeting with, like, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and all of a sudden he starts slapping the table and yelling, Son of a bitch! Because he had, like, an internal monologue where he came to a conclusion in front of all of them. But that was, like, the only monologue that we didn't. That was Here. the only one that wasn't voiced, yeah, so I guess it's a pretty bad example of one. <laughs> I mean, I get what you're saying, but it was just, it wasn't, like, conducive with the rest of, I don't know. I just thought it was, like, funny, but also I was like, why is he talking so much? But, he likes to hear himself talk. Yeah. He's in the CIA, did you know? He, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also wrote, LOL, the ambassador can get fucked. Yeah, that was pretty funny to watch him, like. Uh, actually, like, we have another submarine that's lost. Um, whoopsie. I love that, that line from the, um, the National Security Advisor where he's like, you lost two submarines? You mean to tell me you lost another submarine, Mr. Ambassador? This is getting ridiculous, boy, I tell you what. And then I like how, like, 
there's no like the um ambassador the russian ambassador doesn't even say there's no dialogue after they say mm-hmm. that they just cut to him looking sad and then cut away yeah he's no response just like <laughs> oh fuck okay um i thought the green screen river was a plus you know what else was a plus what? if you look at the footage of the bear foxtrot plane it is literally like just very clearly a model with like engines like post-processed in no and you can see it's not moving at all like if you look at the, if you look at it it's like a still screen it's really funny oh my god but i love the i thought the i thought the island um green screen post-processing was excellent 100 percent 1990 approved <laughs> can you believe that something like this came out just a little bit before that disaster that was jurassic park whose special effects don't hold up at all but jurassic park is just I'm, so great 100% kidding. Okay. Jurassic Park's sound, they, they definitely hold up pretty good. Okay. But yeah, the CGI river was just astounding. Yeah. Just yeah. astounding. I... Would you like to go fishing now? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I also said I also like how... And this was like the last real thing that I wrote, but I, I should have noticed this like earlier, but I said I like how Sean Connery doesn't have a twinge of Russian accent when he talks, like when he speaks English. Yeah. Literally zero. It's just straight up. Sean his, Connery. Yeah. Scottish <laughs> brogue or whatever he's got going on. Yeah. There was one guy in the Russian crew who like actually had a Russian accent. So like <laughs> props, like shout out to my homie. <laughs> All right. So we have a few trivia questions that I, uh, I came up with while we were watching the movie. Um, first off, Aaron, what was the little girl's teddy bear's name? Harvey? Mm. And it starts with an S. Stanley. Yes, Stanley. Um, number two. What was Tim Curry's character's name? Oh, fuck. Um, he was the doctor. He was? Reznov or something? You're right on the right track. Starts with a P. Pass. Okay. <laughs> Petrov. Fuck. Ah. What was the name of the U.S. submarine? Which one? The one that was featured in the movie. That The USS Dallas. Yes. Pavarotti or Paganini? Pagalini. Pagalini? That's a new option. Or, what, wait, I'm sorry. What were the or pa- Pavarotti or Paganini? Paganini. Think Paganini? Well, yeah, um, didn't they advocate that Paganini was better? Jones, right? He advocated that he listens to Paganini more? I don't know. I guess Jones, he listens to Paganini. I think he was arguing for the merits of both, but you you prefer Paganini? I, I got to be honest here. I have not listened to either. Neither have I. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I figured, well, if for folks who don't know, Aaron is a uh, very musically inclined person. Um, so I kind of figured she might have an opinion here. Obviously, I was wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> which is just fine. Um, this is an easy question. We definitely talked about this earlier in the podcast. So just to finish us out here, mm-hmm. does Jack Ryan smoke? No. 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 He doesn't smoke. No, he doesn't smoke. That's why he went green in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was a good question right up until we talked about it in the <laughs> podcast here, but... You know, first episode of a podcast. We're just learning the ropes here, and we're just going to get better from here on, folks. So Absolutely. thanks for sticking with us. Yeah. Yeah, thank you guys so much. And then um, 
you wanted to finish out here with some thoughts, right, about the movie. Yeah. So my rating, um, I meant to write five and I wrote ten. So it says 4.6 out of 10, but I meant to write 4.6 out of 5. So I actually liked it. I like thought it was very interesting. Um, I laughed at some parts, especially like some of the um, CGI in particular, uh, the green screen. I think I liked the plot of the movie. Mm-hmm. It was just like at first I was like, what? Who wrote this? Like, did a 15-year-old boy write this? No, Tom Clancy wrote it. I- I know that. I'm just saying. I don't know when Tom Clancy wrote it. Did he write the screenplay? That I don't know. We'll have to look that one up. Someone will have to look that up. Yeah. Yeah. Leave us a comment or, you know, something of that sort somewhere. I'm going to look it up. But okay. anyway. Anyway. You, you enjoyed the movie, though. So you, you have 4.6 out of 10 here. Well, no. Which is not indicative. So. No, no, no. Give I me just... a rating out of 10. <laughs> If you I just said mind. I just said that I put ten, but I meant to write five, so it was four point six out of five. So we're sticking with a five rating scale for the podcast here. I yeah. All right, this is a monumental decision. We're making it live on the air, folks. <laughs> um, I think out of five. You're thinking out of five. Okay, so yeah. four point six out of five. I think that is a good score. We're gonna keep a running ranking of the podcast ratings yeah mine and aaron's and we'll see where we go here Mm -hmm. um this is one of my favorite movies always has been um it's probably like the 10th time i've watched it but i still appreciate different things every time like sean connery is pretty ridiculous yeah he really like hams it up and i feel like before right the before the last time I watched this, mm-hmm. I had not watched Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm-hmm. So I really didn't appreciate Tim Curry. Like, Tim Curry being in this movie was a hook that I used to kind of get you to watch this movie before we knew that we were going to be doing a podcast about this. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I'm glad he made an appearance. He's, he's excellent. Sam Neill really, really pulled it together, I thought. Yeah. I honestly, I liked him better in this movie than I did in Jurassic Park, to be honest. Yeah, I feel like I did too. He takes more of a center stage, much more of an emotional role. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, like, he dies in, like, a pretty sad way. And, like, again, shout out to that random cook's assistant who just put the team on his back and tried to, like, try to stop this madness. Yeah. I will say about Sam Neill, just real quick, that mm-hmm. I felt more like emotion and sadness when he died in this movie than I felt if he had died in Jurassic Park. Like I feel like in Jurassic Park I was more concerned about the kids than I was about him. And in this movie I was like I actually cared about his character. Yeah absolutely but in Jurassic Park he also seemed like he was mostly like kind of in control of the situation. Yeah that's true. He was the guy who you know. He was Sean Connery. He was watching the kids. He was watching over the kiddos for Mm -hmm. the most of the movie. But yeah, I definitely feel the same way. Um, definitely a very sympathetic character. Um, he, yeah. was, he wanted what he wanted. And he, he didn't get it because the cook's assistant murked him. Two seconds. Pow, pow. <laughs> well, <laughs> Lennon's sad. got shooters down in the streets on this sub. <laughs> <laughs> so my only real complaint was that with this movie was that... Um, it was just a little confusing if you don't if you didn't know some of the jargon, like the naval jargon. I think that's totally fair. And um, the only other movie I can think of that has this kind of like 
like a lot of jargon being thrown around, like boomers in the barn. That totally makes sense why that would be confusing. Um, like, what the hell does that mean? You know what I mean? Baffles, like uh, I had no baffles. idea. I mean, he explains a little bit that it means that you're behind the submarine, but again, not like something that a normal person would ever think about. Yeah. And I definitely agree. There's a movie on Apple TV+. Plus. Um, this is not an advertisement. It's just like a fact. Um, it's called, I think, Greyhound? It's with Tom Hanks. Okay, that's And it's what a movie. He's a destroyer captain or something, protecting a convoy going across the Atlantic. And there's a, that movie is just straight jargon. If you don't understand, like, course-bearing, all that stuff, you might very well be lost. I mean, it's a good movie. I think that you, most people could follow along, but there's it's straight jargon the entire time. Yeah. So if you're not into that sort of thing, then you, you would be completely lost. That's the only other movie that I can think of that like hits you with that kind of stuff over the head so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's I think that jargon, in a way, also might have a place. Oh, I think it definitely has a place. Like setting the setting the space of the movie absolutely yeah i mean it's kind of like when you watch you know we watched um what gettysburg Mm -hmm. and there were some things like some military terms that i didn't know and i think i asked you about them while we watched it for the most part but like Mm -hmm. it didn't ruin my experience for me no and that movie is that movie is a slog that movie is one heck of a that's you're sitting down for yeah adventure when you're watching gettysburg that's for sure holy crap yeah but i mean similarly like this movie even though there were some parts of it that i was i was confused about it didn't make my experience any less enjoyable and that's awesome i think that like is a testament to the quality of the film yeah um who's the look up who the director of this movie was you read my mind i was literally just going to ask you who Um, the director was yeah hold on a second let me pull up the hunt for red october imdb we also were looking for the screenwriter were we not we were looking for... Oh okay, God. so the, the screenplay <laughs> is by two guys, Larry Ferguson and Donald E. Stewart, and also uncredited as David Shaber, but it was based on Tom Clancy's novel. Ah, okay. So um, I wonder how much the book differs from this movie. I have no idea because I've never read the book. We'll have to read the book. We very well may. I've been thinking about reading some Tom Clancy stuff. Okay, so the guy who directed this movie also directed Die Hard and Say Predator. What? Really? Yeah, which is, that's really funny. Have you ever seen Predator? I have not. That's, we're going to have to throw that on the list. That's going to be something <laughs> that we're going to end up covering. Have you ever seen Die Hard? No. <laughs> I feel like I don't even think I've ever seen Die Hard either, to be quite honest with you. And the only thing I really know, I mean, I know Bruce Willis is in Die Hard, but I also know that there's a huge debate over whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter, too. And I guess it is. I would say, you know, it takes place on Christmas or around Christmas. I know, I don't really know anything about it. I know that people argue about that, though. Hmm. We'll probably have to watch that one. Yeah. Whether with the podcast or without, but we'll have to watch Die Hard maybe maybe this Christmas. Yeah, I'm down. spirit. I'm super down. Um, but I really like Hunt for Red October. For me, this is this movie is, I mean, I feel like a 4.6 out of 10 is a very fair, or 5 rating. Uh, 4.6 out of 5 is a very fair rating. For someone that, like, is ignorant as far as the whole naval terminology, like... It's just a normal movie goer. Like, yeah. Like, for, you know, just watching a movie. Yeah. yeah. 
Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it hit a lot of the points of like being a good movie on my list, I but think it that's didn't hit all rating. of them. I think that's very fair. So I think I concur with you. All right. That's squares. And, um, well, any final thoughts? Mm, the only thing I can say is thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. We're certainly going to be getting social media set up um, here, and we'll probably end up re-editing this episode once we do get things set up with that sort of that deal. But um, thank you so much for listening to the first episode here, and please let us know what you think. Um, if you feel like it, give us five-star ratings on iTunes. Um, that would literally only help us. We're, we're getting started, so any little bit helps. Um, and thank you very much for checking us out yeah um stay tuned for episode two which is going to be my pick which is going to be the classic uh stage to screen musical rent oh boy buckle in i will say just a little preface for any listeners um aaron's shown me many musicals at this point and i've enjoyed the vast majority of them so, do you think I'm going to like Brent? No. <laughs> awesome. I think you're going to fucking hate it. <laughs> awesome. I am definitely on board to, quote unquote, fucking hate Rent. I think you're going to hate it, but it's also, like, just such an integral part of who I am as a human being that it's, like, kind of sad you haven't seen it already. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to have to check it out, and you're going to get my thoughts. They're going to be recorded <laughs> for posterity's sake. If no one else listens to it, at least we'll know what my thoughts are on Rent. So please do stay tuned for to the Spouse Selection Podcast. Yeah. With me, Rich. And me, Aaron. And, um, yeah, check us out in a couple weeks. We'll have a new episode coming at you. And uh, we don't know how to end things. Dink. No, but, again, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.